Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. We all know Market Square. We all love Market Square. It's very rare for a city like ours to have such a wide open pedestrian area. And pretty soon, it will not be the only area that's going to allow for pedestrians to roam freely in downtown Knoxville. Just one block over to the east on Gay Street, the 400 block specifically, the city is working on select weekends to close that street down to vehicles and make it essentially another pedestrian plaza, which is something that I myself have seen before, although not in this exact way. There was a point in time where Gay Street was closed for a little bit. Uh, Brianna, you were around when that happened as well, right? Yep. And uh, it's really cool to see it um, coming back and to see where this could go. This is something that the city is testing out um, to see if it's something that they would like to see long term. And if it were to happen long term, we decided to talk about on the scruffy stuff here today, what that would mean for the city, how it could change downtown and some of the opportunities that that could create but before we get started, I am your host, Ryan Willis, downtown reporter at Knox News, joined by Brianna Pachorka, photojournalist at Knox News and producer of the Scruffy Stuff. So let's flash back a, a little bit to uh, 2018, I believe. Yes. Yes. That's when there was some construction happening on Gay Street. And essentially that block, the 400 block, which is between Wall Avenue and Union Avenue, was shut down. And this was... Nothing, you know, to do with trying to create a pedestrian area, although that is sort of what it became. Pretty quickly, people started going out into Gay Street, uh, walking around. People were tossing Frisbees. I believe even the uh, foosball team over at uh, Sutry's and Harrogate's Lounge brought the foosball table out into the streets and were playing. And um, just looking back on that time, I mean, when I think about core memories about downtown, there was like that was a moment in time that I will remember when Gay Street was shut down and people were having a good time. How do you remember that? I mean, I, I remember it the same way. Like, I think there were, like, cornhole boards out there, and I just remember people just being out there and enjoying it and it just being kind of nice to walk on a busy part of Gay Street without having to worry about getting hit by a car or, you know, or walking in between cars, trying to cross the street and everything. And, yeah, I think you're right about it being a core memory. Like that is a story that kind of stands out to me about Gay Street over the last few years. Yeah, and I think you know this is something that the city was looking at because there's other cities that do things similarly, and one of them, you know, the most obvious one that comes to mind is Nashville. And you start thinking about, oh, well, why is this happening? Are we becoming the next Nashville? We're shutting down the street, and so you know the bachelorette and bachelor parties can roam free. I don't think we're there yet, but I think this does signal that the city is growing and that there are more people that are coming downtown on a Friday night, Saturday night to enjoy the city. And, you know, for me, as somebody who is downtown a lot, let me just say that I appreciate the fact that the streets are going to be closed on a Friday and Saturday night because 
people just do not know how to walk downtown. If no. you, you know, I'm somewhere between play by the rules and rules are meant to be broken. I really do feel like I'm in the middle. But when it comes to pedestrians, traffic and vehicle traffic, like there are crosswalks for a reason. You're supposed to walk when it turns into a walking person and not when there's a hand for a reason. And I feel like that, you know, downtown Knoxville just does not have that. And, you know, because it's not as busy as a Nashville or as, I mean, we can even go bigger. The busier the city, the more I feel like I pay attention. You know, if you're used to downtown Knoxville being sort of a laid back city that it is, um, maybe you're not paying as attention and you're not up to, um, you know, speed with how downtown Knoxville is growing and how busy it is. I don't know, but I, I think my thing is, is that that particular part of Gay Street, you have a lot of restaurants that take up a lot of sidewalk space with their patios. Like you have Babalu, you have Downtown Grill and Brewery that have like, you know, very large patios, which is great. But God forbid you're on that side of Gay Street and you're trying to walk on the sidewalk and you get stuck behind a couple who's trying to have a nice slow walk down Gay Street. It's really hard to bypass those people because you have the patios taking up one side of the sidewalk. You have cars parked along Gay Street right there. And you just really have no place to go to get around those slow walkers. So I think from that kind of a standpoint, it's going to be nice to have a pedestrian you know, walkway, so you don't have to worry about getting stuck behind slow walkers or anything like that. So that will be nice, I think. Yeah, and, you know, this is just a temporary experiment. Like I said, I think it's, what, November through... Uh, December. November, just November, December. So a couple select weekends there, Friday nights, Saturday nights, I think 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. is when the cl- uh, roads are going to be closed down. And they're going to see what happens. What do you anticipate will happen? Because I can tell you, from my perspective... You know, and I'll talk about this more in a second. I don't know how much of a difference it really makes without open container. And I know that there is a lot of other reasons you might want to walk into the in the street, perhaps. But I feel like this whole pedestrian uh, synergy that you're trying to create only works if you're able to move a little bit more freely in between businesses. So I'll talk about that in a second. But Brianna, what what do you think is going to be the result, perhaps, of something like this downtown? Well, I think the first weekend, which is November 10th and 11th, I think that one's just, I don't know if you can get any feeling of it for that weekend. Because I don't know how well, like, how many people will know that that's happening that weekend. I know, like, all the news outlets have reported on it and everything, but I don't know how many people will actually be very aware of that. I think that there's going to be some frustration that first weekend just because you're going to have people who don't know about it, who's, who's going to get there, you know, on their car trying to go down Gay Street and then they can't and they're going to be like, ah, what's going on? But I think we're not going to really see like how it's actually going to turn out until maybe the last couple weekends of this. Like once people know that it's happening and, you know, businesses kind of figure out like how to... I don't know, take advantage of that space. I don't think we're going to see anything until maybe December for those dates or whatever. And the reason I bring up open container and, you know, this is something that's been pushed for on Market Square, mainly by the West family. And the city said, no, it's not something we're interested in right now. I wonder if, if, you know, if this is an experiment that they're doing on Gay Street and all goes well, um, if this could be something that sort of leads perhaps to an open container. Because you think about for one, Fat Tuesdays on that block, which I think is the most obvious business that would benefit from open container. But I just worry about it being, you know, if you make it, if you make it easier to cross the street, what does that accomplish? If I want to go from Babalu to Sutri's, okay, I walk across the street from Babalu to Sutri's and I'm there. 
I could have just walked up to the crosswalk and passed four more businesses on the way that I might have popped into. Now it's just beneficial that I could just get across the street quicker. It's only one block. What is the true benefit here? You know, if it was open container, perhaps that is something that's a benefit where you could take your drink out into the street and you can sort of walk around a little bit more and enjoy some time. And if you're able to get to a business quicker, you're not really, you know, the, the kind of defeats the purpose of like having this sort of hangout area. If you can just walk across the street. I do think there could be some benefits with parking. Like you said, there is going to be some frustration, but depending on how it's blocked off, if you're coming from the south and you hit the 400 block, you'd have to turn right, I'm pretty sure, down towards State Street, towards yes. the State Street garage. Yes. If you're coming from the north, you'd have to turn right onto Wall towards the Market Square garage. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about on the show how it feels like those are the two most popular garages, but I feel like Market Square is the most popular garage out of all of them. And maybe this could be something, and only time will tell, that will maybe disperse vehicles a little bit more evenly where half the cars go to State Street and half the cars go to Market Square. Because um, I'm not sure everybody knows about all the places to park, even though we have an awesome story over at knoxnews.com all about that. But, you know, so will it be this enjoyable, fun hangout on the street? I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Well, I think too, I think if this is something that they decide to go forward with permanently, I think they need to maybe treat that section of Gay Street like how Market Square is. They might have to plant some trees, but some benches, like make there be some kind of a function to that being shut down. Because again, like you said, like, what what is the purpose of you know it being there especially if we don't have open container and everything so i think if they were to make that a permanent thing they would have to probably think about doing something to that section add trees add benches or something activate there. the space yeah. They say. yeah you know i'm with that and you know there was a point earlier this year and i can't remember if we talked about it in the podcast or not but i wrote a story about it where we were wondering why central street essentially from uh fin two down to the corner where boyd's jig and reel was closed down on friday and saturday nights and turns out it wasn't police shutting down the roads it was actually pranksters who were bringing uh, road closed signs from the stadium construction site and bringing them down there to create sort of this pedestrian plaza on central street central street i feel like makes a lot more sense um, Agreed. Yeah, I mean, Central Street is, for one, you have a lot of people who are, it's, it's the club area, so a lot of people are drinking. A lot of those people tend to sort of step out onto the curb or out into the street, uh, which can be dangerous for vehicles. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty heavily trafficked area for cars, too. I mean, if you drive down on a Friday night, Saturday night, like you have cars driving through, it's well lit, but still kind of dark. Like you have cars parked on there, so people are just darting in and out, like jaywalking, basically. And, yeah, I I personally think it would make more sense to make that the pedestrian walkway than Gay Street. And you wouldn't have to activate that space as much because that is such a social, by the nature of the businesses that are there, they're clubs. People are going out of one club into the next and meeting up with groups of friends. And I feel like there would be more socializing down in the old city uh, than there would be on Gay Street where it's mostly restaurants. I mean, there's Sutry's there in that 400 block, but if we're talking about just straight up bar I think that's really the only one. I mean, they serve food, too. Everywhere has drinks and food. But that's the one I think of more like a bar. The other ones I think of more like sit-down restaurants or, you know, the bowling alley. It's a little bit different. Um, you know, People do drink at DGB, too, kind of like a bar. But, yeah, it just doesn't feel like somewhere where I would need to be between places hanging out. I don't know. And, you know, in the mayor's press release, you know, they mention you know, Nashville and New Orleans. And, like, those cities, they have those pedestrian walkways 
in areas where people are drinking, getting drunk, where like it is a safety concern. So again, it makes more sense to put a pedestrian walkway in the old city versus that particular block on Gay Street. And maybe you test it out with a more tame area. If this really is a pilot program, uh, maybe you do that and then look about look at moving at other places. I, I would say go ahead and just test it out in the most difficult uh, you know, spot where there's the most people drinking. But um, you know, maybe that's what we see next. Maybe there's uh, you know, a, a test period here on Gay Street and then we start seeing it happen other places. I've heard it suggested before that maybe the uh, Depot Avenue could be a good place for pedestrian only. You know, shuts down at a certain time to sort of create some energy over there by the food hall and by the mill and mine. And you have sort of that long street where there's a lot of sidewalk space you've seen sort of pop-up markets happen down there on depot before attached to the middle of mine so you know i can imagine that being sort of a uh, pedestrian only area before concerts and after concerts another place i've heard talked about is maybe having a pedestrian only street on jackson by the stadium once that's finally built so i think there's opportunities to do it um it's just yeah when i saw the news about where it was it was it wasn't like the most obvious spot i would have picked but there's probably more to it than than what we know and there's going to be a lot that they're working to figure out as it uh as the plan is implemented and i do wonder you know they've shut down jackson before for several things i think the old city market on thursday nights like once or twice a month they shut it down for that and when they had rhythm blooms they shut down the other side of jackson avenue so i mean that's maybe why they haven't gone that way yet but they've obviously have done it before it's been done people know about it so and one good thing about doing it on gay street too is if you think about it from a tourism perspective you know and we're we're obviously a lot more local minded here on the show uh this is this podcast is for people who live here or new to living here trying to figure out stuff about the city you know but from a tourist perspective to be able to stand in the center of gay street and get a photo with the tennessee theater marquee behind you or um you know whatever we talked about that before here when we were talking about the jfg sign i feel like that could be a benefit yeah and i noticed one of the dates uh for this pilot includes november 17th and 18th which is also the weekend of the georgia game and so it will be interesting for that because you will have a lot of georgia fans here and it'll be interesting to see how it works out when you have you know not only your normal downtown visitors but you know your Tennessee fans who don't live here who are in for the weekend and your Georgia fans who are in for the weekend you just have a whole lot more people there to test it out and everything so that's going to be interesting I think yeah I guess one thing that I you know I think about how it could be done really well and I think about you know like for and it probably wouldn't happen this year they're still just trying to test it out like we said multiple times but if this was something that you know stuck around and maybe next football season i could see it being you know awesome like on a football weekend not only is the street closed down but there's like little vendors and pop-ups and you know sort of lining the street like a little mini festival um you know maybe there's some live music in the middle of the or street a too or a some, pep rally yeah yeah and because i've talked here on the show before too about how i feel like ut and downtown are disconnected and i've praised the market square madness thing that came to market square to sort of build up the hype of the ut basketball season and it was really cool to see campus um you know showcased in downtown in that way but then i get to thinking about market square um, which is an awesome pedestrian area that we already have that just does not get used the way it used to be used. You think about what they used to have with Sundown in the City and all the concerts that they used to have out there. You know, if they were, if, if we were thinking about, you know, how do we do more cool things in the pedestrian area, you'd think they would have, there'd be more happening on Market Square already. So I worry about, you know, closing down Gay Street 
if it's gonna if there's gonna be much more than just the roads closed or are they gonna try to activate that space a little bit more because you think that would have already happened a little bit more and we have been seeing it right? I mean, market square madness is a new thing i'd like to see more of that um not only on market square but on gay street too this ends up being something long term so i think the key is activating the space unless it's in a space that doesn't really need activating like a heavily you know place where there's a lot of drinking going on um so yeah so the big thing i guess to to wrap it all up is what does this mean for downtown businesses if you're Sutries or if you're Bobaloo or if you're Maple Hall what is the benefit to you do you think of, of the of the street being closed down if any again I guess it, it really goes back to the open container that's all I can think of you know I I moved here from Baton Rouge Louisiana where you know well at least at the time when I lived there you were able to carry your drinks you know out of the bar and go on to the next one I feel like the businesses on Gay Street would probably benefit from this if there were an open container because then you could have people, you know, get a beer and if it's too busy inside Sutries, they can go outside on the sidewalk and, you know, drink or go outside in the middle of Gay Street and have their beer. And I, I, I when you think about it, I'm not sure if there really is much of a benefit to just shutting it down right now without open container. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about, again, like I said, you can just jet across the street and go into a, another business that kind of negates the window shopping sort of experience that you might have if you were forced to walk by businesses. I do wonder if, you know, if the parking is dispersed the way I think it could be, depending on which direction you're coming from, if maybe you do get more traffic, pedestrian traffic going by your window, if you're now having to park somewhere you're not used to parking and, and you know, you normally park on the other side of the street, but now you're parking at State Street, maybe you're going to come down that block too. But it's really... um I don't know. Yeah, I can't see the obvious benefit yet. I'm excited to see what the benefits are. Um, it's something we're going to be keeping up with um, over at knoxnews.com. And uh, something I could see us probably talking about here again on the Scruffy stuff. I know I'm going to be out there the first week to see what it's all about. Um, and I will report back and let you know how it all worked. In the meantime, though, in between episodes, if you'd like to keep up with me, you can give me a follow on Instagram at Scruff. Also, hit that like or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on to get a notification every time a new episode drops, or just come back on Tuesdays. Uh, one other way you can reach out to me is by email at ryan.wilusz at knoxnews.com. And as always, in the podcast description, there is a link to the Urban Knoxville Facebook group, which is a private group that helps you get involved in the downtown discussion. Just answer a few short questions and we'll get you access in there, as well as a link to the Urban Knoxville newsletter, which is free and comes out every Friday. As always, the Scruffy Stuff is brought to you by Knox News, so head on over to subscribe.knoxnews.com to take advantage of our latest offers and sign up to support local journalism today. It'll get you unlimited access to all of our downtown news, Knoxville news, everything you'd want to know about East Tennessee from growth and development to business to education to sports and politics. Uh, And finally, before we get out of here and before you sign out, go ahead and leave us a review, a five-star one, if you would. Let us know what you like about the show and what you would like to hear us talk about next. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with another exciting topic, and I'm sure we'll be back um, in the coming months to talk a little bit more about open streets and open containers and whatever else comes out of this experiment being done by the city of Knoxville. So head on over to knoxnews.com for more information about this pilot program. We'll also drop a link in the podcast description so you can check out the story. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again soon. Stay scruffy. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any 
type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.